Welcome to Rewild My Bio, a self-help and alternative health podcast. I'm your host, Sean Slade. Join me as I share stories, science, and strategies to help you rewild your biology and redefine your biography. Hello and welcome to another episode of Rewild My Bio. We're here today to talk about the benefits of merino wool. What is it and why you shouldn't head into the backcountry or your next afternoon hike without it. Honestly, I believe that uh, it is important to have the right tools when we're out in nature if we want to be in nature, right? If we want to experience the benefits of nature, we want to commune with nature. If we want to connect with nature, we have to be comfortable. Research shows it or tells us rather that um, in order for us to feel, you know, those stress reduction benefits of nature, we need to be in a comfortable environment. So I think having the right clothes is super important. I hear it all the time with participants in my research, and they're saying that, yeah, one of the reasons that keeps them away from connecting with nature in the forest setting is here in Canada anyways, is those winter months where it's cold, right? So a lot of people getting cold, heading indoors, and I often hear this specifically amongst women. So this episode, shout out to all the women out there who are listening. I believe uh, learning about how to properly layer merino wool and have base layers and having the right clothing will allow everyone out there, regardless of your gender, to enjoy the benefits of nature. And again, interacting and cultivating that relationship with nature. So having the right clothing system is a must, in my opinion. Our ancestors, native cultures around the world, you know, they've been able to thrive in the elements for centuries because they had clothing that allowed them to do so. Now, today, I believe we're far removed from, you know, where our ancestors or where our clothing, you know, comes from. We're far removed from the process of making clothing. I think it's an amazing activity for one to get into if you're into a rewilding or more naturalist lifestyle is getting into uh, sewing, learning how to sew, learning how to knit, how, how to make your own leathers and things like that. It's um, something that on the leather side of things, I've been getting into more. The idea of making moccasins or mucklucks or something like that really interests me um, other than like pouches and leathers and things that I've made, you know, previously. I think, um, you know, we've, all, we've obviously all heard of sweatshops and child labor used to make most clothing, you know, and things that are considered to be high fashion in the Western world, right? So I think it's a super important topic, um, today's topic is anyways, on many levels, not just for your comfort. And we're going to talk about comfort, you know, and some style and some of these newer products that are out there today and, uh, you know, my experience with them. And uh, yes, I'll give a little kind of product review here at the end. But I hope, you know, to share some things that I've learned from, you know, basically swearing by this stuff you know, at least for the last five years since I've discovered it. And, um, you know, it's really revolutionizing the way uh, I think people are heading into the elements. Because again, like I think uh, one of the most important tips I was given back when I did my hunting safety course or my, you know, to get my certification or what have you, was spend some money on high quality gear. Don't worry about the big fancy rifles and you know, all this and that, get the right gear. Cause if you can't be in the elements for a long period of time, you're, you're not going to be able to, again, in, in this sense, hunt, right. And, and, and stay in the elements. So, um, but yeah, singing the praises of Merino wool today, 
But first, before I begin today's show, um, you know, and I'll start with a story about, you know, again, how Marina Wolves allowed me to, uh, well, have one, I'll, I'll share a story about my spiritual experience during my vision quest. And, um, you know, if it wasn't for Marina Wool on that experience, I don't know if I would have been able to endure certain aspects of the elements. Um, but yeah, again, before I do that, I want to touch on one one company that's uh, come across my radar here in recent days or in weeks rather, and that is uh, this company called Get Lambs. Now, Get Lambs is a clothing company that has created EMF reduction clothing, essentially, by adding silver into the lining of the stitch or what have you. And um, honestly, it's, a, it's an amazing product. I've been looking into different EMF protection clothing and products for a long time now, but I've yet to dive into buying one or like saying, hey, this this one's legit. Because again, um, trying things out is a big thing for me before I were to say, hey, this, this works, right? So um, what I find neat about this company here is that one, they're big on the science end of things. So they're, uh, you know, uh, I'm just looking here at their website and it's their specific fabric technology. It blocks external stressors from impacting your body or so they say. Um, and by doing so, it's reducing associated effects of say like oxidative stress. Uh, it's supposed to increase your HRV and support your immune system. So I, I could see that in the sense of, you know, blocking EMFs. But um, yeah, I mean, and they actually have studies about the increasing HRV, which is something I'm going to, as I've uh, chatted with these individuals. So anyways, I have some clothing coming. I'm gonna try this on and I'm gonna report back to you guys. Um, now, yeah, like I said, this company, they don't use merino wool, they're using cotton. Though it's an amazing technology um, and I'm excited to try it out, I feel like it's the stuff to wear when in the city or when maybe sitting at your computer and you're indoors or something like that, um, surrounded by EMF. I, I really do like the, you know, I got nothing against cotton, but when it comes to indoor use or say in the in the city, let's say where you're not looking to brave the elements, but I do believe, or not, I do believe I'll, as we're gonna talk about in a second here, um, wearing cotton, cotton has no place in any type of your layering system when you're in the outdoors. If you're going to be potentially sweating or you're going to be, uh, you know, temperatures are going to vary where you could be getting hot and cold. Um, and that's for a whole host of reasons. Again, we'll chat about in a minute. But do check out getlambs.com if you haven't already. I'm sure you've heard of them. I know I have through listening to other podcasts. And a lot of people I respect in the world of podcasting seem to, you know, enjoy wearing these products. So I, I really do. Uh, I'm excited to try them on. And yeah, do check it out yourself. And again, uh, though they don't use, I mean, I, I think maybe if we, can, if, if we can get the founder on the show, maybe we can chat about possibilities of them using merino wool i'd love to actually have that extra you know i think of being up north on my land and being far away from all things cell service because i don't get a good cell service though the whole community is so keen you know it reminds me of so many times when you travel to other countries where uh, these technologies aren't there and the locals everyone's looking to grab hold of technology right it's just this elephant in the, in the room it's this thing that i'm I'm moving up there to get away from, but everybody's looking to put towers up everywhere, right? So who knows? Maybe I'll have the need to uh, wear more EMF protection clothing up north. But again, to have something like that with merino wool rather than cotton, say, um, with the silver built into it with that technology, I think the antimicrobial benefits be doubled and a whole lot of benefits. So again, looking forward to chatting more about EMF protection 
clothing in a future episode. And before we dive right into today's show, I guess we'll call this an intro. I actually do want to go through a bit of a advertisement, a formal advertisement, if you will, for bio-optimizers, which if you've been listening to the show for a little while anyways, you know that I've become an affiliate with bio-optimizers. So what that means is that I'm going to be having them as sponsors here of this podcast, which I'm super grateful for at this point in the podcast to have some support uh, with, you know, with my studies been going, my PhD studies been going over time, so to speak. Um, Funds are getting low, especially when building a house and planning this you know, nature school and what have you. It's it's amazing um, to have support like this and to have other people like Get Lambs reach out. And uh, yeah, I guess just a, a lot of other things in that regard. So I really want to, um, before we get into today's show, say that I have been using these products for almost a year now, I guess, not officially a full year, since I had Wade Lightheart on the podcast. I believe it was April of last year. So I guess it's been a year. And um, yeah, I... It was big for me before getting into any type of sponsorships to to actually use these products and see that they work. And I will say this stuff is for real. It's legit. Um, products specifically, actually, let's do this together. I've got a box today. If you follow me along on Instagram, I just posted me basically opening this box. And I want to do a giveaway. How to do this giveaway, I don't know. I've never done one before. So if you have any suggestions on how I should do this, um, giveaway that is let me know um you can email me sean at rewildmybio.com if you haven't done that before so let me grab this box and check this out what do we got um a whole lot of stuff so um and there's some new products here that i haven't tried so let's go through things i have tried and things that i really do like and uh magnesium breakthrough it is truly uh again with testing things on the aura ring and uh, getting magnesiums that are available to the body and things that you, you'll need and things that are also aren't going to uh, react that are in other magnesium products. I find magnesium breakthrough is the bee's knees, so to speak. And um, yeah, that one is, again, a blend of various magnesiums. I won't read labels. Um, moving on. Cognibiotics, as I grab from the box, amazing product. Um, mood enhancing, indeed. I love anything in the idea of like uh, digestive support, probiotics, prebiotics, and uh, anything else that's going to help uh, concentration or focus. Right. So any blend like this, which obviously keen and interested in making myself through uh, herbal medicine and herbal tincture form right now, but this Cognibiotics, I tell you, it uh, it has done the trick for me. Um, new things in the box. Let's go to new things. And again, I'll, I'll get off uh, this here in a second, but there's uh, a couple Gluten Guardian. Now that one I have used in the past, actually. This is one of the first products I'm going to segue back into uh, products I have used. So Gluten Guardian. Um, I will say it, that it has helped me in the past when I have been um, glutinous, but living a healthy lifestyle. If you're just constantly shoving gluten down your and you're taking gluten guardian it's not going to work for you but there was times where i was you know clean on the gluten front and if i were to have pizza or pasta or things like that and i really want to enjoy a meal gluten guardian would come out and i'd feel a lot better on that same front of uh is uh p3ohm that's another uh great product as far as uh if you're out and you're say traveling and you need something a probiotic that's gonna kind of help keep your immune system well 
in a position to fight things off. I find P3 Ohm is something that you can take on the road really, really well. So new things here. Um, there's biome breakthrough that I've got. I've got blood sugar breakthrough, which actually I could probably use right now. Um, so, you know, things like that. But I, I am going to be doing a giveaway of a lot of this, these products here. And uh, so, again, stay tuned to, uh, I guess, Instagram on how that's going to go down because I think I'm probably just going to give give stuff away there. Um, so call that an advertisement. I'm going to look into getting uh, Wade Lightheart potentially here on the show again to talk about, I think, Magnesium Breakthrough and a few other of these products, if he's out there. Fellow Canadian and... Uh, Blackfly Enthusiast, Wade Lightheart, All Things Optimal Health Podcast. I really do love this pro- this company. I do love this product. And I love this opportunity they've given me to uh, be part of their affiliate team. So thank you to you guys. And uh, yeah, do check them out. It's uh, Head over to biooptimizers.com. I'll leave it in the show notes. Slash Rewild My Bio. Use Rewild My Bio at checkout and you receive 10% and you support the show. So thanks very much to anybody out there who's been buying products from them. Geez, that was a long and rambly intro, I guess you'd call it. Um, I'm rusty on the record button, and I didn't acknowledge that prior, but I'm, I'm really excited to be here putting out this podcast specifically because I hope that it benefits you in the sense of, you know, practical skills base. Um, you know, this isn't just that mental be- masturbation stuff that we sometimes do here on the show. This is legit um, practical help. Like I'm thinking back to that roadkill episode where it's like, yeah, I'm going to record an episode and what the heck to do if you come across fresh roadkill or roadkill that's not fresh, how to determine if it's fresh. And that episode is out there. And I put that out there and I think that um, these are fun. These are fun to do. And Marina Wool, I started writing a blog about this um, and then I thought, geez, there's so much here. And I just want to, and again, having getting in contact with the folks from Get Lambs just preempted me to kind of brush up on the benefits of Marina Will, Wool rather, and put that together, disseminate that to the listeners. So uh, if you find this beneficial, let me know if this type of episode interests you more so than the mental masturbation stuff. Let me know. want to make you happy if you're listening. So without further ado, I said I would tell a story. My bio, my biography, right? And I think that if it wasn't for Merino Wool, I have, I would not have been able to endure the elements in such a way where I was able to, um, I, I guess, being able to control my, my body temperature and my comfort level to some degree by having not on, only Merino Wool, but um, a really warm sleeping bag. So I should maybe back up and set the stage a little bit. My vision quest that was four days, four nights, fasting from all things familiar. So I only had water during this time. And I was in a 10 by 10 space in uh, the Lower Bruce Peninsula area um, up near like say Tobamori or or, uh, yeah, the Bruce area of Ontario. And temperatures, it was end of April, early May, temperatures got down to zero um, for a good like almost like 36 hour period overnight and a little bit of snow. So those who were facilitating the quest were obviously concerned for our well-being and, um, you know, they did everything they could. They actually brought everyone a, a liter mason jar of like a maple syrup, lemon, water, a uh, little bit of salt concoction to kind of keep energy up for, for folks. 
I opted not to drink that, and I actually just used that because it was warm when they gave it to us. Um, I used that. I put that into my layers of merino wool clothing. And uh, so, I mean, call it call it cheating in a sense, but I, I also didn't want to break the fast. I didn't. I felt like I didn't need to break the fast. Um, actually, on the last day, I, I took a sip of it because I was, I guess it's the last day, almost 90, 96 hours, four days into it and uh, sipped at the concoction and said I didn't want it anymore. But uh, putting that into layer upon layer of um, different types of merino wool based on the elements. So in this case, I was basically wearing what I would wear if I was sitting in a late season whitetail deer hunt here in Ontario, Canada. So cold weather gear, right? Had everything plus a minus 30 sleeping bag within my tarp that was also out there. And uh, so, yeah, so that said, putting this uh, little heater into my merino wool, I'd pull that out by nighttime and it would still kind of be warm, right? And uh, yeah, merino wool in that time, I, I'm thinking of other questers that were out there. They were leaving the quest, right? So um, that right there was for me, like talk about putting this stuff to the ultimate test. Um, it kept me like, comfortable i i knew of its property so obviously like kind of creating this whatever called not placebo effect but realistically i've i've uh, i've been out in nature in different gear before this merino wool time i'm thinking of mountain hiking you know peru british columbia where merino wool wasn't part of my system and yeah getting you know getting cold getting the chills all that stuff so you know, let's get into, I think, first, like, what is merino wool? So merino wool is wool from the merino sheep. So merino sheep were originally from Spain, and, uh, you know, they've been kind of placed throughout the world, New Zealand, Australia, Argentina, Chile, you know, all things even in, in South Africa as well. And these sheep do well in these types of terrains, and specifically nowadays, um, a lot of the products that use merino wool come from, New Zealand and Australia. And, um, you know, and that, that is because, like, these sheeps, they thrive there. Um, there's a lot of open high country, right, um, with feed being spread out throughout the country, right? So they're, I mean, we've all seen, like, I'm picturing, like, Lord of the Rings, right, and all those, like, crevices and hills and rolling hills and just thinking of all the microclimates and how well the grass is and the feed is out there and there's no predators, right, and these things are just allowed to, to roam out there so obviously um they're just doing they're doing great they're living up to their biological expectation and um you know with food being spread out all over the place these are these are animals that love to just walk and walk and so they're out there in the elements and um you know i think that's why they they do really well here or why they do well there in new zealand now i've again i've never i've never been to new zealand but you know we've all seen pictures and I, i've done my research is well one one thing thinking of hunting hunting out there is just again amazing like thinking of these these places where these sheep have some sheep have been introduced and they've gone wild and there's so many different species out there that do really well and again it's partly because they have no predators so these active grazers they like to have a little bit of food here a little bit of food there you know a little bit of food everywhere and um when they were breaking sheep into new zealand you know they were the ideal animal to survive in those condition, conditions because in New Zealand I think of much like Canada in a sense they have you know hot dry summers 
Um, and the merino wool have this ability to, you know, deal with the dry, the dryness and the heat. Then at the same time, this animal has this beautiful, thick, heavy, yet fine fleece, which means they're also very good in the winter. And being, you know, that they have this beautiful, super fine fleece, they're fantastically insulated in cold temperatures, you know, in things like minus 10 degrees Celsius and um, even minus 20 degrees for some time, for a short period of time, right? So this wool really is amazing for humans to, to wear, obviously, well, for many reasons, which we'll get into, but I can tell you, if you have the right thickness or blend, it can get you through almost anything the elements can throw at you. And if you have ever worn merino wool, you'd probably even, you know, even just like a thin layer, you know how much it can do for warmth, even if you just have like one base layer. Because again, this stuff's not necessarily the cheapest all the time, but well worth the investment, right? Because um, for many reasons, last longer, washing less, like you're washing this garment less so it's lasting longer um you know it's moisture wicking it's breathable um and you know it isn't that itchy old school wool that you might be thinking about i've said this to a lot of people oh yeah merino wool no i don't like wool i get itchy it's like um i've never heard of anybody finding merino wool itchy if that's you or if you know why you know if you know why you get itchy from wool hit me up i don't exactly know i know it has something to do i guess with the coarseness um, you know, it's the coarseness of the fiber. And again, merino wool being that super soft, fine fibers, it's, um, it's not as coarse or thick. So it's really comfortable against your skin basically. And it's again, really good at, um, keeping moisture away from the body and it keeps you cool when it's warm outside and keeps you warm when it's cold outside. So honestly, it's this magical fiber and I, and I absolutely love it. And, it, and it's totally sustainable too. And that's, the greatest thing because you think of these animals out there living their biological expectation eating grass pooping recycling nutrients sequestering carbon into the into the earth and these animals are out there and, and all you're doing is shaving off this wool and you know cycling that in times of the year that allow them to be free of wool and i mean i think it's just amazing the way um i mean it, it beats it beats cotton any day um in a sense of sustainability one because you know you think in a big cotton monocultures monocropped and what have you and with merino wool it's this cyclical process it to me it reminds me of wood for heat in the cyclical process that if done correctly that you know we've been doing correctly humans have been doing correctly for centuries if we could continue doing that we could really clothe people in an amazing sustainable way so i think before we get into the benefits of merino wool now that we know what it is, I want to say why cotton kind of sucks. Why cotton kills more so, honestly. And that's a, a bold statement, but I am I mean that. Cotton kills. You know, we might love cotton. It's this comfortable fabric. You know, it's the fabric of our lives. But it doesn't love us when it comes to surviving in the outdoors. So, honestly, um, I feel like you think of cotton, it's it's in everything. You know, bed sheets, T-shirts, um it, it, we're often in, we're looking for organic cotton, right? Um, you know, and it's soft, it's warm, it's it's familiar, it's comforting. Um, there's always, you know, jeans that are, you know, I think of jeans, right? I, I enjoy jeans in the outdoors if I'm if I'm working around the home or in the garden. I really do enjoy jeans. So, um, but again, when I'm looking to interact with nature, 
cotton is just nowhere on my body anymore, ever again. And uh, I just highly recommend anybody out there, if you have, if you're looking to get into outdoor activities, look at the label and see if it says cotton. And, and if it, if it says cotton, don't buy it. If you're looking to lounge around and not have to interact with the environment, a little cotton in there isn't going to be the worst thing. But when it comes to like getting up and going for that evening hike um, and it's uphill, it, it just see what it does. See the difference of how that sweat removes from your body when you're wearing cotton and when you are wearing something like merino wool. Um, it, it, it's honestly, it's easy enough to tell that uh, cotton just isn't cutting it. And why it's like, again, things like hypothermia, your normal body temperature is around 98.6 Fahrenheit. I know I'm jumping across back and forth from Celsius to Fahrenheit, but I'm a Southern Ontario man from Southern Ontario. So I have a tendency to do that. But hypothermia is a dangerous condition in which your body falls below 95 degrees Fahrenheit, which I believe I can do the conversion quick, at least it's somewhere around 35 Celsius. So if you're body temperature is falling below 95 Fahrenheit or 35 Celsius, that is dangerous. And as your core temperature falls, you start to shiver, you know, and as your body tries to create heat through muscle movement, blood vessels might start to constrict. And, you know, this is all in an effort to retain heat within your body. So shivering is actually a very important warning sign. And if your temperature continues to fall, you'll find it harder, you know, to basically, you'll, you'll basically find it harder to think clear and you won't really realize that you're in a very serious situation if you, when you're shivering that much. You'll say, no, I'm fine. Um, and, you know, once that shivering starts, that's when you should really immediately just take action to get warm. As soon as you start shivering, um, if this thing, if it worsens, that's when you're in big trouble because you can't really stop that unless you have like a fire or again, something that actually can warm your body. Um, what will happen is actually you'll start to feel tired and you know, you'll, you'll think sit down and rest like, Oh, I'm tired. So I'm just gonna sit down and rest. And that's actually worse because your body's going to obviously lose more heat. Right? So this is where you kind of get clumsy and lose control of your motor skills. Um, and if it goes untreated, you'll just, you know, your body will just basically completely shut down and, you know, you could pass out or what have you. And, um, so that's obviously, that's one negative thing about having cotton is because of that inability for it to remove moisture from your body and it just holds moisture in. So that material is going to get very wet. Um, heat loss is another reason why cotton kills. Um, you know, your, your body loses heat through various ways when you're out in nature, right? So we've created energy through food, sunlight, breath work, other practices that give us energy, um, not just food, but we have energy. And so, you know, through being throughout the day, um, we're losing that heat. So conduction is heat loss through basically direct contact. Um, for example, like sitting on a cold ground or leaning against a cold rock. Um, without anything insulating you, your body, from these cold surfaces, you're going to lose heat in some regard, right? So any part of your skin that's not covered up, if the air is colder than your body temperature, um, you know, convection is similar, Um but instead of, say, like loss occurring due to contact of an object, um, like I said, you're just, it's just the air moving around you. So that's, that's essentially convection, like an oven. Um, but your body's usually surrounded by a thin 
layer of air that is warmed by your body. So sort of like, you know, it's like this, think of like an invisible kind of aura or insulation of air that's is around you, right? Breezy, windy conditions basically pierce through that little microclimate that your body's making, right? The heat that your body's emanating from you. Um, they rip that away from you. And so again, people with certain like, I'm thinking of like certain Ayurvedic doshas, for example, don't do very well in windy conditions. So if you're one who should stay away from the wind because it knocks the life out of you, you'd I think having marina wolf for someone like that is a is a great idea um, because again, in, in covering your body in that when you're out indoors. So again, kind of knowing your profiles is a whole other thing that um, you know, regardless of your profile though, wearing marina wool super important stuff. So I've said it already. And I guess I'll say it again, is the moisture wicking capability of cotton is just not good. Not good at all. In fact, it's, you know, I'd say the the, the most important thing with uh, cotton is that it's not, it's not, it doesn't evaporate well. Moisture within cotton just does not seem to want to evaporate. It, it holds on to that. And that's because if you think about it, cotton coming from a plant, it's going to want to hold on to water. Right, whereas this, whereas a merino wool, for example, the body itself is holding on to moisture. The hair is this protective layer between the sheep, the merino sheep, and the elements. And again, I don't want to, you know, I'm not shitting on cotton in any way, shape, or form because cotton has wonderful absorption properties, and you know that's why we use it, cotton towels, and in the kitchen, in the bathroom, and you know they work great for soaking up water. And so again, having a little cotton towel, for example. Um, not not you know not a bad thing i'm just saying that as far as it comes to on your body um you know the longer your cotton hoodie stays wet on your back the longer it's going to take um you know it's going to keep removing basically heat from your body right um just because it's not again the water's not evaporating out of it so the same thing applies you know to jeans when they get soaked from the rain if you ever wear wet jeans right they get cold um cotton holds on to moisture honestly like a magnet so what are the benefits of wearing merino wool well i've got a few here for you i've got seven in fact benefits of wearing merino wool the first one that i want to talk about is the smell factor so if you're into hunting you know the importance of minimizing odor when you're in the field in the forest and there's no better fabric out there at keeping your body odor to a minimum than wool so wool actually absorbs i'm, I'm saying that wool wool absorbs 30 percent of its weight in moisture that's what i'm trying to say this passes through the material and evaporates instead of remaining on the skin so as i mentioned cotton kind of holding onto that wool actually absorbs some of its weight in moisture but again that moves through and it does not remain on your skin where it would if you're wearing cotton um, so that's one really important factor and that's, I'd say, you know, one huge benefit of it. So again, with that whole smell is the fact that you don't have to wash it as much, right? So, um, and I mean, I'd say wash it as much as say like nylon. So nylon absorbs around like four and a half, five percent of moisture and polyester is just less than that, right? So, um, these synthetic fabrics, you know, moisture remains on the skin, potential for hypo hypothermia, 
and the fabric creates, you know, prime environment for bacteria growth on the skin surface. So that's again, where you're getting the human odor from. So, and so this, any bacterial property of the merino wool, honestly, it's, I'd say in regards to the, the smell factor, it's, it's a great thing because yeah, again, not having to wash it as often, you're not using as much water. Um, you know, it's basically, it's got like a natural coating. Um, and this is, I always think of, uh, the movie Anchorman and lanolin like sheep's wool, right? So this lanolin prevents bacteria from spreading. So um, it's got like a, a lanolin coating around the actual fiber itself. So this lanolin is that antibacterial property that you often hear about when it comes to merino wool. The other big benefit, and it's around the moisture wicking. So as I just mentioned, wool absorbs 30% of its weight in moisture, but sweat is essentially moved away from your body where it can quickly evaporate. So you're never clammy that like, again, that clammy feeling, regardless of hype, if hypothermia is an issue, I just think, um, again, try being, you know, go out there and do your exercise, um, your natural movement, what have you with your yoga, anything with, instead of doing the, the, you know, calling out Lululemon here, but instead of the Lululemons, try uh, a thin merino base layer um, and, and just seeing how that feels in the yoga. I'm, I'm just thinking of like hot yoga, especially, right? Something I haven't done in years, but definitely, uh, yeah, switch to the merino wool for sure. So we've talked about the antimicrobial properties, you know, the antibacterial properties, the moisture wicking, the smell. On that front, we haven't really chatted about the breathability of this fabric. And I think that's, you know, on the other end of the spectrum, what I find is neat is that your body heat will actually pass through this, you know, these natural fibers and cool air is allowed to flow through, right? So not only can it keep us warm, as we'll, I'll mention here about the insulating factors in a minute, but the breathability, I think it's just so amazing that, you know, we can wear this, these fibers from an animal that has been, you know, has evolved to to deal with this fluctuation in temperatures throughout the seasons. And by sustainably harvesting that, we are able to wear this, you know, this one garment, right? So thinking of just buying one garment and keeping it, you know, washing it less, keeping it in good quality for when we're going out. It's again, we're, we're connecting a little bit closer to where our, so again, the choice of which garments to buy and which companies to align with, it becomes more important. And I think just we're, get, we're connecting with that process of where our clothing comes from. So the insulating factor is amazing because you can take these thin fibers of fleece and you can make thick layers, you know, different layers, different, you know, thicknesses for almost any situation. So whether it is, you know, January in your, in a cold region or, you know, summertime, there's different thicknesses. So people often think like, oh, well, this doesn't make sense. How does it, you know, work? You, you can wear these products out there. They're making different thicknesses that are allowing, um, you know, for the right system. So again, my early season whitetail system and my late season whitetail clothing 
are oftentimes different because again i don't want to wear a lot of layers because that's actually reducing the amount of air say you're wearing a bunch of tight base layers that's not necessarily the best thing you do want a little bit of air between those things so you ideally want to wear as little layers as possible make sure those layers are keeping you warm and doing their purpose right so um and that's you know again i'm, I'm mentioning whitetail systems so i'm talking about hunting but the other things two other benefits one is the fact that there's no shine to this wool so again if you are hunting and you're looking at um you know blocking that kind of shimmer or shine that a lot of clothing sometimes has that's one benefit of it wool the way this works is that wool absorbs uv radiation through the entire uv spectrum so unlike some synthetics out there um and other you know naturally occurring fibers like again cotton um merino doesn't have that shine and it doesn't have that light reflection so this again like i mentioned it helps hunters um but again that, that ability to kind of absorb uv it has that uv protection quality as well so that's a really another great benefit so say you are into fishing it's summertime having some type of long sleeve merino wool is going to protect you from the sun's uv rays so the other thing is that there's no sound so again wearing wool rather than like other synthetics um it's inherently quiet right you think of sheep being animals you know that predators are after throughout evolution so obviously as they've evolved they've evolved to make sure they are quiet when they're out there you know and wool doesn't necessarily like flap in the wind or it doesn't shear you know when you walk or crackle when it's cold that type of stuff and um that's just it you need that low micron fibers in the yarns that are made out of you know longer filaments of this fiber um and that essentially that helps reduce any type of noise so again products are being made in this day that like this this stuff is just really it's it's for being in the outdoors and i think it's it's great for so many reasons the last reason and again i'm just thinking like if you are going to wear this stuff in the city i was saying you know before it's like cotton yeah sure in the city other things where would you like to wear but it is soft it is super soft again i already mentioned that it's not that itchy type of fiber fibers that make you all itchy some people say like you know certain companies smart wool i've heard people say that they don't like that feeling on their skin um but for the most part like it is very very soft on your skin if you've if you've ever uh, again like many products out there i'll chat about them in a second but um soft and then the other thing is on that front is that it's wrinkle resistant so if you are looking to keep it fresh and clean in a city or the urban environment then you can you know wear this stuff uh, or you can throw it in your suitcase if you're traveling um there are companies out there again that making a little more like on the professional side of things with merino wool now i haven't worn any but i do think uh yeah the wrinkle resistant aspect is just yet another benefit so if i've made a believer out of you if you've listened this far then you probably want to know where do you find some merino wool i've got two companies that i feel confident in sharing right now here on the podcast because i've i wear them it's part of again my system as i keep using that word and one company is first light they make gear specifically for hunting in all things camouflage have other colors as well but that's one 
And again, I keep using that word system, and that's because if you look at their website, they have different systems for different times of the year, for different, you know, uh, white, you know, whitetail hunting, western hunting, uh, tree stand hunting, different camo patterns. And so again, they've basically the way they kind of brought together their whole line of products has allowed it kind of has helped me kind of look at merino wool in this way as like you know this very functional tool um something that i think again pricey products but when we're investing in things that we know are gonna get us tons of use like i've bought this stuff years ago and i add to it every year again being expensive but at this point five years in and i feel like you know if the grid were to go down and it was mid-February, you know, again, as I mentioned, merino wool sheep, they're not lasting much longer out of minus 20 degrees Celsius. But I've put this stuff to the test at, you know, freezing temperatures with snow, sleeping outside with with no food. And uh, this whole, again, a lot of it being First Light, the other company being Smart Wool, which are, again, pioneers in the merino wool game. Smart Wool, um, I use them for my base layers often. I've, you know, and again with first light stuff, but uh, amazing products and something you can find anywhere. Again, not cheap, but um, I think I'm happy to kind of, you know, plug those two, leave them in the show notes. You can find them there. But other than that, like, um, I'm excited to see where this merino wool industry kind of goes right now. It's something I was keen on looking into in the beginning but the clothing game just isn't for me but i do think uh, again if there's anybody out there who who knows of companies say that are are blending these emf um production like you know technologies the silver in the fabric um with merino wool i think that's a genius thing um so yeah if anybody knows of any companies out there doing that right now i'd be happy to you know share that as well here in the show notes or or what have you but um other than that yeah singing the praises merino wool all the time um if you enjoyed this episode if you found it useful please share it with a friend i hope you know it's been a long time since i've hit record here on the podcast so thank you for listening and uh, please sign up for the newsletter if you haven't done that already and again share this with as, as many people um, as possible if you found it beneficial because uh, that was the kind of goal here today was to do record something fun get something out there and uh, yeah, share something that I think is somewhat necessary if we're looking to connect in nature and simply be in nature. I know sometimes in the cold, getting out, you know, here in the spring now, if, you know, it's cold out, it kind of keeps me away from doing some type of morning practice outside in those early hours. But if I have the right gear on, I know I can go out there and I can endure or handle whatever the elements are throwing my way. So Again, I hope this episode allows you some practical skills that allow you to, you know, simply endure the elements when you're out there. No matter what Mother Nature is throwing at you, you're allowed to, you know, just take it in and just be, just be in the element. Be human. No human doing. No to-do list. You're sitting there. You're just being at one, feeling that expansive sense of self, you know, that nature-connected self. So I hope that is what you get from this podcast. Again, if you like it, share it with another person. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay wild.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Rewild My Bio. Please leave a rating and review as this helps others find the show and helps me make the show better. Thanks to today's sponsors and thank you to the listeners who support the show through using the discount codes and of course, sharing the podcast with their friends. If you want more Nature Connection and Rewilding content, please sign up for my newsletter by visiting www.rewildmybio.com or follow me on social media. Thanks again for listening and until next time, stay wild. Stay wild.